Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Joe Biden. Look, here's the deal. I don't really understand what podcasts are, but when I do listen to them, it's only to happy foot, sad foot. It's the only phone radio for me. Also, you know I'm straighter than an Oklahoma interstate, but I would let Dennis Buonga... Please let me know if you want me to go through with that drone strike on the L.A. Galaxy. They've had it coming for a while now. Welcome to Happy Foot, Sad Foot, the only LAFC podcast that paid off a bunch of Galaxy players to get a bunch of red cards. I'm Travis Helwig. And I'm Darren Miller. Welcome to our preview of this week's El Trafico, the first of the season, LAFC versus the Carson Galaxy, which takes place this Sunday at 1.30 p.m., an hour outside of L.A. down in Carson at Dignity Health Sports Park. It'll be available to watch on MLS Season Pass on Apple TV Plus or, if you're my parents listening, on Fox. And as always, we'll be live streaming 10 minutes after the game with our post-game call-in show on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash at happyfootsadfoot. Subscribe there now. You can get notified when we go live and join the party. Later in the show, we'll be joined by Tommy Alter, co-host of the podcast The Old Man and the Three with J.J. Reddick, And we'll try to convince him that El Trafico is one of the biggest rivalries in America. And we'll also finally pay out the first ever bet it and forget it bet that hit. But first, we don't want to do it. But you motherfuckers demand it. It's time for listener-mandated banter. Darren? Oh, no. <laughs> I hate talking. I hate talking to my friend. Oh, no, I don't like talking to my friend in a way that's recorded for the podcast we decided to do. Hey, I have an <sighs> idea for the banter. What's up? You're going to Vegas this weekend, so you're not going to be at the game. Oh, that's true. What yes. are you doing? Where are you staying? I'm staying at Cosmo. Great Cosmopolitan. Place where should I see the? Where should I watch the game? I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. Circa. Go to the sports book. Oh yeah, I mean you could go okay. to Circa, but it's going to be hard to do the live stream probably from there. I'll do the live stream from the pool, baby. It's Vegas. <laughs> please do that. Ooh, please do that. It's just going to be like the fucking so chain funny. smokers in the background. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Watch me do it, and it hits me with a green screen, like trying to pretend like I'm in Vegas. You're so clearly just like hiding from your family. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that feels like uh, enough banter, huh? <laughs> Let's start the show. <laughs> if you ask me, there's no greater calling in one's life than raising a family. Sure, I work a full-time job, but nothing makes me feel more like a man than seeing my three beautiful children experiencing brand new life moments for the first time. I look into their eyes, and I know I'm making a difference, guiding three children into adulthood with honor, grace, and dignity, doing my absolute best to make sure they greet each day with kindness and gratitude. Meanwhile, Travis is sleeping till 1030, jerking off and going back to sleep until noon. Somewhere along the line, he reads everything there is to read about the upcoming LAFC match this week, and since my time is full up from the tear-welling joyousness I experience with my bouncing babies, Travis fills me in on what he's learned in a segment we call Storyline. The, you were slightly off. I, I jerk off while reading about LAFC, but well, that's so much more efficient. <laughs> well, I have to sleep. I got. I need. And you got to get turned on. <laughs> Wanga. Um. <laughs> oh, no. I walked right into that one, <laughs> Darren. Here are the storylines for today's game or this week's game. Darren, oh, I wish it was today. You know it. I know it. That weird little gremlin Taylor Twelman knows it. The game this <laughs> Sunday is the single most important game we've played all season long. Why? Well, in storyline one, I'll tell you. It's because Sunday is El Trafico. We did a full deep dive into the history of the rivalry between LAFC and the LA Galaxy in our Rose Bowl preview episode that got rained out. So if you want to know more about why it's called El Trafico and why people that dislike that name are dorks, go back and listen to that episode. I think it was episode two called Boycott Going to Carson. We also played a very fun game about why Carson is a terrible place, which is now up on YouTube and Instagram if you want to watch. But since we did that deep dive already, I'll give you only, Darren, the broad strokes. El Trafico is the biggest rivalry in American club soccer and easily the biggest sports rivalry in Los Angeles. We are two teams with large fan bases that hate each other and players that actively buy into how important these games are to the fans. It's one of the few MLS games that every fan of the league tunes in for. And in the five years we've been in the league, there's already been two playoff El Traficos, and LAFC has won both, baby. But the truth is, the truth is, in the regular season, the Galaxy sort of have our number. Of the 13 regular it. season Traficos so far, we've only won twice, and they've won six times. I'm sorry. Those are just the cold, hard facts. It doesn't feel like that recently because we beat them in the playoffs, but that's how it goes. But the history of El Trafico is for once not the big storyline of this game. It's just the backdrop. There's other reasons this week's game is the single most interesting storyline of any game in the league so far this season, Darren. I'm saying it. Please, go ahead. I'm right there with you. That storyline is this. 
our two teams could not be in more different positions. LAFC is ascendant. We have absolutely taken over the city of Los Angeles. Our merch is everywhere. Our games are electric. And we have played exceptional soccer since we've came into the league. You had me at merch, baby. You had me at merch. <laughs> if people were in merch, that means they're winning. <laughs> Cool hat FC. Uh, we were coming off a winning MLS Cup and a Supporter Shield last season. We are one of two teams still defeated this season, despite playing four extra games in the Champions League, which we are now in the semifinals of. Alexis Guerreros of the Cooligans said this week on his new show, Morning Footy, that this is already LAFC's city. The Galaxy are now the noisy neighbors. Why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> Because the LA Galaxy is in the middle of the single worst moment in the history of their franchise. The Galaxy have yet to win a single game this season, losing 3-0 away to Houston, a team that's pretty good, but they still lost 3-0 against a team they should probably have beaten. And to make matters worse, two of their starters or, or good players got red cards last week for absolutely insane things. Martin Caceres <laughs> was given one for running up to the ref at the VR screen, yelling at him and touching him, which you're 100% not allowed to do to the referee. And then VAR. You said VR. Yeah. That would be even worse. I said more. VR? Oh, that would I be fucking VR. sick. I heard VR. That would be even worse. <laughs> the ref uh, was there, like, who was that? <laughs> The ref is like the ref's like, wow, this VR is getting really good. I feel like, like I'm, I'm being assaulted. <laughs> it's like I'm really at the game. Whoa, it's like I'm really being assaulted. <laughs> Both of those um, things really happened. Okay. That was that was a second yellow uh given to Martin Caceres. He got the red. Later in the game, their failure DP Brazilian Douglas Costa got a red that seemed to basically just be him not wanting to play anymore in the 95th minute of extra time, already down three. And while the ball was out of bounds, he grabbed an opponent around the neck and threw him to the ground for literally no reason. It made no sense that he did. (laughs) It was like soccer seppuku. (laughs) (laughs) Well, some fans, some fans were saying that he had like a party or wedding to go to, but I do want to point out that he lives in Los Angeles and it's Coachella this weekend. And I wouldn't put it past a man who doesn't care about his team to want to go to Coachella. (laughs) That would be insane. Easy crowd to get lost in, not get noticed. Um, And so basically two of their starters were not be available for the game this Sunday in the preview of the Rose Bowl match. I made a big deal about how good I thought the LA Galaxy secretly were. Pooj and Jovalik were two young stars who looked unstoppable at the end of last year. I said Pooj might be even the best player in the league. Turns out I'm a fucking idiot. So far, neither of them has stood out at all. Pooj has sort of shown signs of real dissatisfaction on the pitch. But that's sort of just the story on the pitch. The story off the pitch is even juicier, and you know that's what I care about. I don't care about soccer. Give me the drama, baby. Give me the the good stuff. Give me the juice. Jason Concepcion came on the podcast and formally ordered the juice. And and so far, it's been working. I, that would work. It start, I feel like it did ramp up. As there soon as was, there was the guy on, on FC Dallas that cheated on his girlfriend and got caught and had to like miss the game against LAFC. All this Galaxy stuff is getting really juicy. Here's what it is. So to yeah. start the season, the supporter groups of the club, who honestly are hard to notice anyways, announced a boycott of all home <laughs> games. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason – like. 
I lived in Los Angeles before LAFC and I went to two Galaxy games and the vibe sucked. It's a lame vibe and everyone knows it. We've elevated their game a little bit, but they literally just say LA Galaxy back and forth. It's not, they suck. They lame. Also, one of their groups is named after the LA Riot Squad, which is a direct reference to the police during the Rodney King riots, which it's like, wait, that's really? who you want? Well, they're called the LA Riot Squad. The Los Angeles Riot is a very famous like the Rodney King riots were the famous yeah. Los Angeles riots and the there squad were ones back is like in, police squad, in the sixties too. Like, yeah. It's not like a protest squad. It's like a police squad. Yeah. It, it like squad the riot team. squad work for the, it, it sucks that they did this yeah, is what I'm saying. Sucks. But, uh, <laughs> So they announced a boycott of all home games until the club fired team president, Chris Klein. Chris Klein, you pointed out last time, is also the name of the fourth most important character in American Pie. I remain unsure if they're the same person. They could be. We don't the, know. The era checks out. He was also the jock in the in that movie. So maybe yeah. maybe it's right. So it's too complicated to get into the full nitty gritty. But the simplest explanation is that Klein took over the team since Klein took over the team. The Galaxy have been absolutely terrible. People were calling on him to be fired last season. But instead, he got a five year extension despite being suspended and getting all these p- penalties from MLS for a bunch of fucking illegal things he did to sign a player that didn't work out anyways. This five year extension then triggered the boycotts. The results of the boycotts so far this season have been mixed. More casual fans have been showing up to the games. And so while the crowds have been quiet, they have not necessarily been sparse crowds. However, there's real signs that the front office is starting to feel the heat, especially leading up to this rivalry game. Last week, they held meetings with supporters to try and convince them that they had a plan while keeping Chris Klein in his job. And earlier this week, Chris Klein sent an email to season ticket holders asking them to please support the team, passing the blame onto coach Greg Vanny and promising to step aside if the team doesn't do better than they did last year, which was winning one round in the playoffs. Something he doesn't bring up, though, is that the playoffs are expanding this year. So doing better than winning one round in the playoffs is actually easier this year than it was last year. But, you know, he I think he wants to keep his job. But this new front office plan that they've been giving to supporters centers around a guy named Will Kuntz, the former assistant general manager here at LAFC, who was just hired as the LA Galaxy's new VP of player personnel. This uh, upset a lot of fans in LAFC world because he was sort of considered like an important person in the front office. He worked at the Yankees beforehand, and it was somewhat confusing why he agreed because this job was sort of a lateral move and not a promotion. Galaxy fans started tweeting that the move was proof that everyone would still rather be at the Galaxy. However, Something friend of the foot, Kellen Parker, pointed out to me is that in an interview with The Athletic this week, Will Kuntz said this, quote, I was a free agent in January. My time with LAFC had come to a close and I was assessing my other options. That doesn't sound like someone who chose to leave LAFC. That sounds like someone who wasn't asked back to LAFC. Maybe, maybe he's not as good as we thought, folks. Yeah, or any reason. It just like, it definitely takes them poaching him off the table like anything that they could be proud of for the move is kind of off the table he was unemployed he was unemployed when he took the job and that makes the lateral career move make more sense though right it like didn't make sense that he would take the same job in a different team but he didn't have a job so any job was better but or even or they did poach him in a way that's like totally unethical or maybe Mm. even against some rules and the story is that he was a free agent already that's (laughs) that could be true played it the right way 
Well, they're famously he they're is dirty enough to be part of that organization. Mm-hmm, anyway, mm-hmm. go ahead. Uh, slithery snake. Uh, <laughs> even after this meeting and the email, the Galaxy supporter groups have made it clear they won't stop boycotting until Klein is gone. They actively responded to that letter he sent out saying, we just want you gone. Some on Reddit are actively encouraging season ticket holders to sell their tickets to LAFC fans this weekend. We might be playing in Carson on Sunday, but there is a very big chance that the only fans you hear or see all game will be rooting for LAFC. Carson, our home away from home. Our vacation home. The absolute worst place to buy a vacation home. You know, the Airbnb return is okay. We're the landlords, I guess, if you think about it. You know, I'm having trouble with this because the – the supporters group standing their ground is making them is making me respect them more. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what sure. to do about that. <laughs> well, no, I, I I mean, I think there's a weird, you know, if it was any other club doing it, I would be fully on board. Like when yeah. the Columbus crew saved their team, fully on board. And I think, you know, in a void, if you said, Hey, is it good that the supporters are showing their power and and unionizing in the way that they can, I would say yes, 100%. But not in a void as an LAFC fan, Klein in, baby. I want them there as long as possible. <laughs> yeah, you want, you want chaos. Yeah. Sure. I mean, like, happy that we're filling that void. But all that bullshit front office noise brings us to our last storyline, storyline three, which is the scariest of all, which is that this game feels like we're walking into a fucking trap, Right. LAFC are rolling and the Galaxy are the laughing stock of the league, probably for the first time in their entire existence. We're overconfident and we're playing with tired legs. The Galaxy have their backs against the wall and would do anything to win a game. Both teams understand what's at stake here. And that's going to put a lot of people in their heads on both sides. Two starters getting red cards very much could be bad, but it also could be a wake-up call for the Galaxy. And Pooj and Jovalik might see this as a game where they can finally show their worth on a larger stage. And Chicharito, who's been sidelined with injuries, is finally back. And he always plays really hard in El Trafico, even if that just means running around a lot. But like I said last Carson preview episode... This team actually has some really impressive pieces. They haven't shown it so far, but it would be dumb to assume we're just going to roll over them. I would like to, but it's stupid to assume that will definitely happen, especially because we've never won there. Oh, boy. You always bring it with the with the caveat. I mean, it could, the, the, could their entire first part of the season be just an elaborate honeypot situation? <laughs> it's a rope <laughs> Wow, LAFC, really impressive start to the season. Look how terrible we are. Bet you want to come into our stadium and beat it, beat the hell out of us. The Trojan just horse. destroy us. <laughs> I hate that, what you just said. I really hate that. <laughs> like, what a useless set. I mean, I don't know. Of course I want to win this game more than anything, but like – our first loss of the season is not going to be a huge problem. Like we're going to keep rolling. I read a thing today that we've played them three times having been unbeaten and we've lost all three times. So this is our fourth attempt playing them while having been unbeaten. And the biggest hurdle we face is the last remnants of the El Trafico curse. We've, destroyed most of them, but still in our six years we've been in the league, we've never won a single El Trafico in Carson. We've won two regular season games and two playoff games, and none of them have been at Dignity Health Sports Park. So while it's true, our fans are going to be louder, we're still playing in a stadium that we've never won in. But if we can finally win in Carson, 
the last domino of that old, we can't beat the galaxy narrative will finally fall. And the yes. Carson fans will have to go back to calling us Chivas USA, a team they much more resemble closely uh, than us these days. So this Sunday, Darren, there's a real chance LAFC will either be the final nail in the coffin of Chris Klein or Greg Vanier's tenure at the Galaxy, or it's possible the team can rally around this moment and might turn their season around by finally beating us at home a game. Again, this game is one that you cannot miss, even if you're at the pool in Las Vegas. Oh, my God. It's going to be the best. Dignity Health Sports Park. Every word of that is a misnomer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> just realized i mean sports really, get played there <laughs> it's you could call it if you're generous you're calling it sports yeah i always call it it's StubHub sports center but it, for sure it was StubHub and then home depot they they changed their name a lot i think because it's a bad it's a, place to be associated with. shots in the dark <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, those are the storylines for this week's El Trafico. When we come back, I play a game about El Trafico with Tommy Alter from The Old Man and the Three. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. And we're back! He's the host of The Old Man and the Three with J.J. Reddick and Tommy Alter, which is maybe the most important podcast in the NBA. And he's a man who somehow knows every single famous person that exists. Please welcome to the show, Tommy Alter. Tommy, how you doing? Travis, what's up? What's up, <laughs> nice man? To see you, Tom. I'm, very excited. I'm very excited to be here. And I know Do you've you done a bunch of many, research. I don't go on many shows. This is a rare – people don't ask me very much, so – I got this, and this is like an easy yes. Well, people, I think everyone refers to your podcast as the Tommy Alter podcast. Yeah, I think nobody <laughs> does. <laughs> Maybe just you. <laughs> Maybe one person. <laughs> Tommy, tell everyone about The Old Man and the Three if they don't know about it. So The Old Man and the Three, we started it out of the bubble to you know a podcast that, that JJ and I co-host. JJ has been doing podcasts for a while since playing for the Clippers. I linked up with him to start the show in 2019. We were doing it for The Ringer for a while. And then we started 342 Productions out of the bubble in Orlando in, in August of 2020. And we've done now 160 plus episodes. And it's mostly players, mostly NBA focused. But every once in a while, we'll throw a couple curveballs in there. And we'll have uh, you know some other athletes or people from um, you know other fields. Uh, and it's cool. It's like, you know, it's a, I will say this about 
doing one of these things, you know, with JJ in particular, a lot of players have done shows now, but he was the first one to do it by a couple of years. And so I think that that has helped us, you know, gain a little bit of, I think, traction both with fans and stuff like that, but then also, you know, with the players themselves, I think that they just been following it for a little bit. So it's been fun. You're also both good interviewers. Oh, thank you. I think we should add that the person who hosts this show was very helpful to us when we started the podcast in terms of brainstorming name ideas and things like that. And so I, I'm not I, sure I, my follow up question old, was, yeah, <laughs> not sure there would be an was, old man in the three if there was not for Travis. Oh, there would be a, there would be a podcast, but it might have a different name. Yes. I, I, you know, I, everyone's always asking who came up with that good name. Everyone's got to know who came up with that good name and who knows, who knows. I will <laughs> just say you were paid very, a lot. I will say you were very instrumental in the brainstorming, creative brainstorming of the show. And I, there are not many people when we made those shoes, we only sent out three pairs of them. And mm-hmm. not that that is maybe your deserved payment for helping us brainstorm, but you got a pair <laughs> of shoes that we're not going to make any more of. So that is a, for whatever the you know nine dollars you can get on Grailed for them, I feel like yeah, I'll, I'll wait like five dollars. years till once one of you guys gets canceled, I feel like it'll be it'll be <laughs> worth when, more. That's when you could actually bring them out and it's a good party trick. Just be like, hey, look at look at these asshole sneakers. Remember when when Tommy committed vehicular manslaughter? Well, I have shoes he made. <laughs> so. I, I invited you on because you know you're you're you know a bit about sports in America. You know a bit about rivalries in American sports, and you're you're with us on a big week. I know you don't know very much about Major League Soccer or LAFC, but we're playing the LA Galaxy this week. It's our big rivalry game. It's called El Trafico, which is the nickname for the rivalry. And I want to know before we play a game all about that, where I'm going to try to convince you that this is one of the most important rivalries in America. What do you think are the biggest rivalries in sports in America? I mean, it's, I think it's the obvious ones. It's the Duke Carolina probably is still one of the biggest just because of the distance between them and also the lack of professional sports teams there, I think adds to it. I think there's a level of actual dislike between those campuses. Yeah. I think Yankees, I think Yankees Red Sox has dulled over time. I mean, both teams have won too much. And so it just becomes – I mean the fans still will talk shit and stuff like that. I think that is – and the, the NBA is a weird one because there are like – there are rivalries, but I think the rivalries happen in pockets of time. Like like the Lakers and Kings used to be huge rivals. Now they're not. Maybe oh, it will happen funny. again. You know what I mean? Like the Warriors the Warriors yeah. and the Rockets were rivals. They're not, rock, they're not rivals anymore. It's just as like it, – like it matters who's on the specific teams. I think Philly-Boston yeah. is a good one. I think Philly Boston's a good one because they've played a couple times in the playoffs recently. I just think the other thing with rivalries, which you know, I don't know enough about the, uh, El Trafico to know if this is the case, but you have to have players that don't like each other, you know. And if everybody yeah. likes each other, then I think it is—it's just whatever. It's two good teams. It's like who cares? And so you have to have yeah. a little spice to it. But it, yeah, I mean, those are sort of be the ones off the top of my head. All right. So I invited you on to try to convince you that El Trafico is one of the biggest rivalries in American sports. And I want to do that with a game. So here we go. I'll do a little intro. El Trafico, the biggest rivalry in American club soccer and the only thing interesting that has ever happened in the city of Carson. 
This game has been home to some incredible moments. Diego Rossi's four goals in one game, Zlatan's soul-crushing half-field shot moments after making his MLS debut, and of course, Chicho Arango scoring the game winner at the death in last year's playoffs before sprinting into the stands to kiss his wife, who no one has ever really pointed out was only wearing a bra in the stands of the game. But what makes a good rivalry is not just what happens on the field. Off-the-field antics matter, too, and some of El Trafico's best off-the-field moments are so funny and bizarre, they seem scripted. In fact, we don't think you'll be able to tell what's real and what's fake in a game we're calling El Traf-fake-o. You see what I did, Tommy? Wow. Comedy writer. That's almost... There it is. (laughs) It's almost as good as Old Man in the Three, don't you think? That's why this guy's striking. (laughs) Netflix is going to that. <laughs> here's how it works. It's a lightning round game. I'll say an event that occurred not during play, so by the fans or players, but not during the game. And as fast as you can, you have to tell me whether it's a real moment in El Trafico history, something fake that we wrote, or something written by chat GPT. Are you ready? Ready. Okay. So you answer real fake or chat GPT as fast as you can. Here we go. During a game at the L.A. Coliseum, L.A. Galaxy fans unfurled a giant banner that covered an entire section of the stadium featuring Zlatan Ibrahimovic riding a horse and wielding a sword. Real. Chat GPT. Galaxy fans put up billboards outside the LAFC stadium of Zlatan scoring on the team. LAFC fans reciprocated by climbing the billboard overnight and sticking a huge clown sticker on Zlatan's face. Fake. Real. In an effort to one-up the Galaxy's billboard stunt, LAFC fans flew a blimp over the stadium during the game, featuring a banner that read, Zlatan is old news, Vela is the new king of New York. Fake. Chat GPT. The night before the 2021 El Trafico, Galaxy fans burned an effigy of Carlos Vela, prompting some uber-religious fans to call Galaxy supporters Satanists. Real. Fake. (laughs) In a a post-game interview after a playoff victory against the Galaxy, LAFC coach Bob Bradley was upset by a question and stormed off camera yelling, get lost, get lost. Chat GBT. Real. (laughs) A Galaxy (laughs) fan walked straight through an LAFC tailgate holding an overstuffed cooler and promptly was surrounded by angry, drunk LAFC fans who knocked the cooler out of his hands, creating a weeks-long MLS scandal of drama known as Coolergate. ChatGBT. Real. At the first El Trafico in Carson, LAFC fans showed up wearing camo and bulletproof vests, pretending to be army men invading. Everyone everywhere made fun of them for it. Fake. Real. (laughs) I made this really hard. (laughs) During a match between the two teams, a flock of seagulls descended onto the field and refused to leave, causing the game to be abandoned. ChatGPT. Yeah, it, it's just a little weird. It was just, <laughs> um, like they wouldn't LAFC, the game. Yeah, <laughs> an LAFC fan wore a Galaxy sweatshirt to get on the jumbotron dance cam, only to reveal a shirt underneath that read "Carson smells bad." Fake. Fake. Correct. Two in a row. Oh, LAFC go. fans placed huge freeway banners on the drive from Carson to downtown LA that said "Welcome to Los Angeles" and "Clowns since '96." 
ChatGPT. Real. After LAFC wow. lost at home, Galaxy fans caught a video of a drunk LAFC fan pooping in the stands of the empty stadium. LAFC fans struck back by saying, actually, she was just peeing. Real. Real. That is correct. Yeah, that seems like a real one. <laughs> I thought it was fake until the end. Yeah. Yeah. No, she was just peeing. Yeah, that was, I was like, no, that's, that excuse is a real excuse people would make. <laughs> In a bizarre move, a group of LAFC fans brought a live shark to the match and attempted to release it onto the field. This led to a tense standoff between fans and security, and the match was eventually postponed. Fake. Chat GPT. (laughs) Zlatan, one of the best players on earth, quit the MLS after losing in the playoffs to LAFC. His final MLS moment was grabbing his dick while walking off the field and yelling at an LAFC fan whose entire bald head, front and back, was painted like a gold soccer ball. Real. Real, that is correct. Soccer head, we call it. I heard about that one. (laughs) Before, and finally... Before every LAFC match, a falconer flies a falcon around the stadium. Whenever this happens during El Trafico, Galaxy fans chant, fuck that bird. And it's literally the only thing they do that makes me genuinely angry. Um, real. Real. That is correct. I get furious that they say yeah. that to the bird. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Tommy, if you-, you put the eye in there, I'd be like, that's a crazy thing. To- <laughs> I picked it up. You've by the won end. the game. Yeah, you won the game. How does it feel? Tough start, but you know what? (laughs) This is a pretty crazy rivalry, and it's hard to know what the fuck is going on. So, like, (laughs) I don't know. Also, the ChatGPT ones were tough. Like, that is a yeah. It's pretty inventive. I put the I put the ones that sounded most real from them at the beginning, and then let the stupider ones ease in by the end. (laughs) That's amazing. That's amazing. So, what do you think? Is it is it sound like a real rivalry to you? I think so. I think so. It sounds like probably the best robbery in LA. I know that. For sure. That's definitely yeah. true. The games are always very tense and at least like three fights break out. There's security well, separating fans. LA like sports you're not allowed fans, to also, LA sports fans are underrated assholes. Like especially Dodger yeah. fans. Like they're super like aggressive and violent and shit. And so like when you yeah. combine two of them into one place, that's probably not a good mix. Yeah. Like it feels like and you're going to get it, a lot of – Dodgers Giants is another good one. That one is like dark yeah, somebody, though. That's like got, a dark. Didn't like, somebody See, got somebody paralyzed, got, right? No, somebody got like punched in the head and was brain dead. I don't even know what ended up happening. Oh right, I think they died, yeah. but they like came very. Yeah, they close were brain to dead dying. after that. Yeah, there's like always we every year all- someone someone gets knocked out in the parking lot. Like it's very <laughs> it's very grim to me. Like, it's just a baseball game. Just call, everybody calm. Yeah. Well, let's hope that that happens at this year's El Trafico. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Please don't have that happen. Tommy, thank you so gonna, much uh, for being on the podcast. Just punch Travis. Yeah, but if you're going to punch someone, just look, look for, for the blonde Travis. motherfucker. Look for Travis. <laughs> at least at least you'll make sure you get your money's worth. It'll be on the podcast the following week. I'll be the new co-host. <laughs> Thanks for being here, Tommy. Remind everyone where they can find you. Old Man and Three, all podcast platforms, YouTube. Anywhere, really. Anywhere you get content, I guess. Thanks so much for being here. When we come back, bet it and forget it. And we're back. Oof, that last note. I love it. Now it's time for a segment called Bet It and Forget It. Bet it and forget it. 
Every week, Travis and I are going to end the show with a bet for this week's game. We make an outlandish prediction for that week, something that almost definitely will not happen, but could. Each week, we both put up $5. If no one hits, the money rolls over to the next week. Eventually, by the time someone's weird prediction comes true, they might win a good chunk of change. But guess what, Darren? What? Last week, your bet became the very first bet in Happy Foot, Sad Foot history to officially fucking cash. Darren bet that over the course of the two games last week, the first leg of the Champions League against Vancouver and Austin, our goal differential would be over plus five. I said it was outlandish enough. We agreed. Our goal differential was plus six in those games. Darren, are you ready to claim your prize? I am. Sir Darren Miller of Burbank, California, do you accept that reward of 80 American dollars? I do. It is my great honor to now bestow onto thee the bed it and forget it ceremonial Venmo. Darren, has thou Venmo been received? Aye, it has. <laughs> wow, what an honor. I couldn't believe it. I just don't know what to say. I'd like to thank myself. I thought of the bet. <laughs> just for just to gloat for just a second, not only did was it plus six, but Wonga alone was plus five. Yeah. Yeah, that, that would have been a crazy bet if you said Bowanga would have been insane would if score like, five goals. Yeah. Should have. He's good. He's good. That guy, I'm worried about him. I'm worried about, about him. <laughs> He's addicted. He's addicted, and I, I, know. I think it's he getting needs worse. needs to get help as soon as the season's over, for sure. As soon as the playoffs are over and the, yeah. and the tournament's And everything. also, the, after we win the Champions League, the Club World Cup. Right, exactly. Yeah. And I, he, it'd be good if he was around for off-season training. Maybe like in a few years. It's not going to kill it's him right away. It's a good thing to do in retirement, I think, is yeah. once you're ready to retire, just make sure that you get the help that you need. Yeah, get clean from your goal-scoring addiction, for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> So, now our bet pool reverts back to $10 for the week. (laughs) (laughs) Travis, do you have a bet? I do have a bet, Darren. And I am very confident that it's going to come true. (laughs) This, I know for a fact this is going to happen. Okay. My bet is that we're going to fucking destroy the galaxy. And as a result, Greg Vanny... Or Chris Klein will be fired from the LA Galaxy. One of Whoa. them will be fired immediately in the week following the game. Like week. as a result of us before we record the next podcast, the next the next preview sure. episode. When we have to one of them will be fired. How do you feel about that? Wow. Is that outlandish enough? I love it. Yes. It it's oh, it tickles it tickles the possibility perfectly. Honestly, it's not right that I won the Bet. I, I love all of your bets. Well, I will say and also that, uh, the the money that I won is going right back into all the money I owe you for all the expenses <laughs> of this podcast. <laughs> I will say no. You're not allowed. We have this is this is use it for whatever different you want. debt. Well, yeah, yeah, we have different buckets of debt. <laughs> I I want you to know. I feel weird about saying we're going to win by a lot because every time I express any confidence in this team on this podcast, we do terrible. So I'm going to say it's going to be a real hard game, but at the end, somehow we fucking demolish them and then they fire 
won uh, either okay. their coach or their front office. You know, you you were saying that your predictions about the galaxy were off, but I remember in the preview episode, maybe the first episode, maybe not that episode, you also said this is Denny Bowanga's team. I did say that. Famously. I said MVP candidate then. I think he's on the list, mm. my friends. Well, what's your bet? What's your bet? Okay, my bet is to just be real cocky. <laughs> Last time it was it was plus five or more on the over the course of the week of the two games. I'm going to say they will get plus five or more in El Trafico this game. Oh, my God. This is bad luck. It's bad luck that we're doing this. <laughs> Every bet is bad luck. We're going to bet for something bad to happen. Yeah, it would it would be it would be gross if we were like Galaxy are gonna fucking rip us. Uh <laughs> uh yeah. And then like oops, I won. Like, ugh, that would be so gross. You know what's funny? You know what I really love about this is that fucking weird shit that we didn't bet on is happening. We had a we had a fan on the pitch. Like Oh my god, yeah. There's like stuff straight out of the I forgot the that we bet that that we should be betting on and we're missing. I should what we should do is we should We had the double post. The- yeah. Goal? That feels like something we could have bet on. Soon a plane is going to land on the. Didn't we say? <laughs> oh, there was going to be an aircraft crash. <laughs> Zlatan's going to fly into the stadium on those, like, wing, on a wingsuit <laughs> and play in the game. <laughs> All right. Well, we shall see. That is our show. Just a reminder we'll be live streaming the post game show 10 minutes after both games. Nope. After both games? One game. Two? Didn't, nope, didn't change it. I'm so used to, to saying it. both games. I know. Oh, what a grueling season. For podcasters, I mean. <laughs> just, a, just a reminder, we'll be live streaming a post-game show 10 minutes after, but it's still written there. <laughs> yeah, I, I just assumed Ron you, would, that. you would remember <laughs> <laughs> that you fucked it up last time. <laughs> just a reminder, we'll be live streaming the post-game show. <laughs> you have to leave all of this in. I want people to know how incompetent oh, you no. are at fucking reading words out loud. <laughs> Just a reminder. <laughs> just a, just, just a, a reminder, reminder. We'll be live streaming a post game show <laughs> ten minutes after a game on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash at happy foot sad foot. There's a link in the show notes. Darren, want to try the next sentence? <laughs> just let the record show. Travis said after a game, which is also weird. Talk to us in the chat if you wanted to call in to talk. We'll post a link to join us in the remote studio. You can join the live stream. It's ridiculous that we let anyone do that uh, of course the people who join are wonderful but you really truly anyone on the internet could find that link and join who knows what they'll do although everyone who does join stop is giving people driving, ideas <laughs> yeah. which is terrible we want to say on the record we make a lot of jokes about you driving while calling in don't do it please passenger for legal reasons only you can do it from the passenger seat you could be parked but if you're driving kellen parker don't do it because if you crash we are liable <laughs> Also, no one wants to see that happen because we love him. Yeah, but because I'm worried, it's I'm worried about myself. aesthetically to see on the. Yeah. not that we set the perfect example on this, by the way. Yeah, we're just I, do as we say, not as we do. I want to thank Tommy Alter for joining us this week. Our theme music is done by the insane team of James Valentine, Nate Walcott, and Louis Palmer. Along with YouTube, you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and I think Facebook. I'm not on it, but Darren mentions it every once in a while. And if you enjoyed this, please subscribe and review the podcast five stars. It goes a long way to getting us new listeners. And if you have any friends who you think might enjoy the podcast, please send it their way. We're doing this entirely on our own dime. I just gave Darren $40. So any new listeners will go a long way. 
Thanks again. We'll see you in Carson, baby. I'll see you in Vegas, baby. I love you. Oh, I love you. Goodbye. Oh, it would be funny if I showed up in Vegas. I love you. Good night. That'd be awesome. Sleep tight. <laughs> Good night. I love you. Ooh, don't show up in my hotel room. Don't let the bed bugs bite like my hotel in Trumbull, Connecticut, where I got saw Uh-oh. bed bugs. Bye. Oh, bye. Goodbye. I love you. I love you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 